0: When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, then he will sit on a glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all the nations, and he will separate people from one another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep on his right, but the goats on the left. And then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, truly, I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. Matthew 25, verses 31 through 40. All
1: right. Welcome back, Living Hope. This is episode 21 of Stepping Stones, Practical Conversations on Relationship Evangelism. Today's guest is Jacob Winograd. He is married to Brie and they have f- four kids, and they've been attending Living Hope. How long has that been, Jacob? Got to guess to
0: I mean, I, I started attending, I think, when I was 16 or 17, oh, and wow. then Bria started attending when we were both, like, 18 or 19. Okay. So, wow, like, th- th- I don't know, somewhere between 13 and 15 years, r- wow. r- right about there.
1: Okay, yeah. I didn't realize that's not what I would have guessed. That's excellent. Okay, so they've been at Living Hope that long um, for work. Jacob is a transmission repairman. Correct. you're yeah, that's right. I'm vocation? a transmission
0: specialist for specialist. Ford uh, right now. Yeah. Gotcha,
1: gotcha. Um, and I usually say to people, you know, this is what this or that is what made uh, made me think of this person for the podcast. And honestly. Um, you and I have been talking about this podcast since it began because you are involved in podcasts. Um, so that, that was actually the first sort of uh, connection that we had related to this, uh, po- this podcast in particular. And I, I often ask people, like, have you ever been on a podcast? Have you ever listened to a podcast? Sometimes I get funny looks, but this is totally the opposite end of that, right? You've, you're an old pro at podcasting.
0: Yeah, no. This is uh, I've been doing podcasts for about three years now, so um, wow. pretty pretty familiar with uh, how it all goes. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's that's really great. Um, and you guys yeah. are
0: doing a pretty good job. You, you uh, I'll give it to you. Um, your <laughs> first twenty episodes have gone a lot smoother than my first twenty episodes did really? when I started out. Yeah. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> good, good. Brian's uh, starting ahead to hear of the curve. That. Oh wow! <laughs> Thanks so much. Um, okay. Well. Um, Moving from you know knowing about the podcast and talking about it in general to you having an interest in uh coming on uh you reached out to me a little bit and and we talked about how your heart is maybe growing you'd say for evangelism um before we get into your story, I was just curious um it has there been some growth in that particular area of your walk with God, and um do you have anything you want to share about that
0: yeah, of course um I, I think, you know, as a as a young person, um, I grew up in a very secular, anti Christian environment in in public schools and and mm-hmm. just the the people I was around, and I I felt very ashamed of my faith at times, and I wasn't mm-hmm. very comfortable sharing it with people, um, and it it was it was difficult for me to try to even. Uh, you know, when, when opportunities were there to share the gospel with people, even if people would ask me about it, I hmm. I was afraid to, like, offend people. I didn't want people to think that I was trying to evangelize them. I think what I was trying to do was, like, subvert their expectations because mm. the sort of meme that people had in uh, their minds about Christians is that they're preachy and always trying to right. convert you. And And I was like, well... I don't want to be that, so I I sort of you know very intentionally sometimes did the opposite. And mm. uh, I, I wasn't afraid to like you know if someone really wanted to debate religion or something. Like I anyone who knows me knows I'm I'm up for a good <laughs> debate. Yeah. But uh, you know I, I was very it was very easy for me to talk about like intellectual stuff and and defend the faith from that intellectual standpoint. But it was very hard for me to get into things personally with someone and to try to share the gospel with someone who either never heard it before or someone who was struggling in their faith or, or struggling in sin or circumstances in life. And I've been put more and more into situations hmm. just with what I do, because I'm involved in podcasting and involved in politics, and I just get hmm. a lot of opportunities to talk to people. There's a lot of people who I interact with for whom I'm one of the only Christians that they know or have a relationship with, and mm. so i've I've grown a lot because I think God's kind of forced me to to, to yeah. say like the uh it, it's no longer good enough to just you know be the be the guy who's good at debating these ideas and and trying to win an argument. I need to uh be able to connect with people and share my personal testimony and share my my faith and share the gospel message with them in, in that more personable way, which uh listening to the, the the podcast that you guys have done has been really helpful in helping to encourage that uh what I was going through and in, and in, in trying to grow in that area. And I think mm. that uh the the approach you guys have is 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 really I think spot on and and the the lessons wow. and testimonies are are very uh, very helpful and, and very encouraging as well.
1: Cool, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. I have a very similar story. I, 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 you know, being like the evangelism elder at the church, it's like can seem like that's what I'm just naturally good at or something, but it isn't the case. You know, I think God can often use us in areas that we struggle with. Uh, once he grows us, we have more of an empathy and caring for other people that might have similar struggles. So, yeah, I remember being in high school and being like terrified that some kid found out I was a Christian. And, you know, then instead of uh, being a good witness, I was like running the other way. And, um, yeah, it's been almost forced on me basically because of my work that I I relate to people a lot in the workplace and um, I'm in their homes working and and just uh build relationship and and God has used that to develop that skill in me but it was not natural to me so that's that's cool to hear that it's something that you have uh purposefully or God has purposefully developed in you um and I guess that would lead into a more specific story I'd love to hear um a specific time that God has uh, given you a relationship that you've developed. It doesn't, uh, I tell everybody, and I, I want the church to hear this, that it doesn't have to be like, uh, you know, a perfect story with a perfect ending where it all came together and they fell on their knees and said, what must I do to be saved? But if that happened, that's great. I uh, just would love to hear something that uh, God has done specifically in your life and one of your relationships.
0: Yeah, so the one that came to mind immediately that I wanted to share, and this is a relationship and a, and a story that takes place over an extended period of time of about a year and a half, two years, mm. and it was someone I met through my involvement in politics, and it was a a friend, and I'm not going to use names, obviously, but sure. my my friend, uh, and they, they know I'm talking about them, but I'm just... Respecting their privacy, yep. my my friend when I when I met them, you know they uh, were struggling with their gender identity, mm-hmm. and then they they hit a point. Uh, it, he hit a point in his life where he felt like he had exhausted all options, like gone to counseling and and tried different things, and he felt like the only option he had left was to go through a transition and so he wow. went through that transition he didn't get any surgeries, but he, he got on hormones and changed his name on Facebook and, and all that and and I, he made a post kind of coming out to everybody and explaining mm. you know why why he was doing this and I, I felt you know convicted I'd known this person. Before that, kind of known a little, you you know, bit about their struggles, but never had like a deep conversation with them. And okay. I, I just kind of felt convicted when I saw that to 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 say something, and I, I I wanted to say something that let him know that I I wasn't going to like turn away from him or reject him hmm. because of this, hmm. but that also I I, I couldn't affirm what he was doing not because i was trying to be judgmental or trying to you know like ignore or underplay the real struggle that he was going through because it, it seemed very genuine to me that this was a struggle like it wasn't like mm. something he did on a whim you know even in his post he said like i i didn't want to go down this route because it, it just it scared me and it seemed like it wouldn't, you know, it doesn't seem right, but I, you know, it's just a long, it was a long thing building up for him. So I, I reached out and, and we kind of started to grow a little bit closer and that we had, you know, a lot of dialogues, you know, hmm. after that initial contact and he was very, uh, you know, wasn't turned off by what I said at all. He said he, he understood my concerns and, and thought that I approached him in a way that was, was genuine. And, you know, we continued mm-hmm. to see each other and talk with each other through the different political things that we were involved. He's, you know, here in the state, you know, not not too far away. And so, you know, we we, we attended different conventions and different, you know, political gatherings and whatnot. And, you know, he'd be dressed up in a dress with makeup and long hair and going by the different name. And it, it was, you know, it, 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 it put me in a position where I was always trying to figure out like like i i would kind of in my heart like you know see that and, I, and my heart would break for what he was going through mm. but what i chose to focus on was just treating him like a person not like affirming this new lifestyle but like just trying to think like when jesus sat down with sinners i was trying to think about like he probably didn't like sit down and immediately go okay so you're living in sin and we need to have a conversation no he like he probably you know I mean I, I, I we have to kind of use our imaginations right, for, for right. some of this I guess but but like I, don't, I just try to do my my best job to be like, you know what I'm just going to have a relationship with this person mm. who is struggling with sin struggling with this you know not feeling like their gender matches up with their biological sex wow and, and I'm just going to focus on having that relationship with them and if I get opportunities to share, share the truth, share the gospel with them. And he had heard the gospel before, and he had considered hmm. himself a Christian in the past. Hmm. Uh, but I don't think his his relationship with God, um, I don't think had ever been like you know f- fully real to him. He had struggles with the church in the past. There were abuses wow. and things like that that he shared with me. And I just tried to love on him. And I tried to encourage mm. the other people I knew who kind of had the same feelings as me and were like, we don't know how to respond to this. I was like, let's just let's just love him where he's at and just, you know, walk with him through this struggle, not not like affirming him, not applauding him, not like cheering him on, but also not not ostracizing him, not not, not walking away from him and, and leaving him uh to the wolves. And hmm. you know, I would I would, you know, just every once in a while when we were talking, I would ask how he was doing, you know, how he, if he was still comfortable with what was going on. And it was weird because he kind of kept going down this path and kind of kept saying like, at first he was uncomfortable and he seemed to be getting more comfortable with it and, and thinking like this was something that was going to stick with him. At least that's what he was saying to, to me. Sure. Um, uh, then, then one day uh, just kind of out of the blue, uh i see him make a post that i could tell he was no longer kind of at that place where he was feeling comfortable and he said like he was starting to have some second thoughts uh about it and i reached out and talked to him and he shared with me that he had a dream now he had, he had a dream and and you know for full uh disclosure, he had this dream while he was using uh, psychedelics. Um, And I'm of the opinion that while I I think some ways to... (laughs) Getting out of the ensnare, like the ensnare, ensnarement of sin and 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 things that we're struggling with, I think God can use anything. Doesn't mean that that like right. those ways might be normative or like that's yeah, yeah. prescriptive. Like I'm gonna go recommend you know anyone struggling with gender dysphoria go try psychedelics, but right. uh, but I, I think you know I think he he wasn't doing it in a sort of like I want to get high or I want to. You know, I think he was doing it in an earnest like. I don't know what I'm doing and it was just like a desperate move to try to find meaning and, 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 Mm. you know, identity in his life. Mm. And the, uh, anyway, the dream and experience he had after that was of him having, being a father and having children, Wow, which was just, and he's like, I I feel like God's, you know, you know, I was like, I, I feel like God has reached out to me and told me that's, what he wants for me—that's my identity. That's who I am. He had been married before, and their marriage had ended because of this struggle. Um, and you know, anyway, after after that, and and us talking some more, and 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 I won't even like—it's not—it's it, God who did this work in him. I just got to mm. talk with him and hopefully help plant some seeds. And yeah. and I got to witness this this powerful testimony happen in my friend and. Um, he detransitioned back got off the hormones changed his name back made a, another public announcement about his experience and now he uh you know he he shares his he, he has a blog and he talks about his detransition journey and stuff like that and uh it, it's just anyway the the experience for me hmm. um was really i mean one it was just encouraging right to see someone who had been struggling for so long and then really fell and kind of hit rock bottom but to to see them then come out of it to see God intervene in his life was was just so powerful and, and encouraging mm. and then to to think that now that you know because this is an issue that's affecting people uh, and especially in my generation and younger and right. it's it's a very hot topic in today's uh, cultural and political climate right. and what it gives me hope that uh although there's all of this this darkness and all all of this uh, you know abuse that's happening, there's also opportunities for God to do amazing good and for people like my friend to to come out of this with these sort of testimonies that can hopefully be used to counteract this kind of thing. So mm. a- anyway, but it, it's, it, I didn't know what I was doing at the time, <laughs> but now it's like looking back into it after like, you know, listening to this podcast and, and growing more in it, like what I was doing, I think was that sort of relationship Evangelism, like I wasn't, I wasn't on a street corner and saw him and and you know seek sought him out and shouted him down and told him mm. told him to repent, mm-hmm.
1: you know, and and I
0: and I didn't look at him, I didn't have an agenda, like I, right. I didn't just have a relationship with him that served my needs to try to, you know, like uh, intervene because I knew that wasn't yeah. my place. I knew uh all i can do is is speak the truth when i have those opportunities to do so and and pray for god to intervene because god's the only one who can change the heart mm-hmm. um and, and so you know that that kind of opened that experience kind of opened the door for me to realize what cuz i i had been kind of wondering like i god like how did i get into the position i'm in where i have you know this i have this podcast that people listen to i'm involved in all these different political things and it can be very tough because it's not a christian environment like when you're mm. doing so like we were just a couple weeks ago you and i serving at the uh or just new a freedom week ago i guess fest. at the yeah. the new yeah. freedom fest right. like and even though we were engaging with some people who asked some tough questions and weren't mm. christian we were doing it together as christians and right. that that that's kind of like more comfortable and Mm. and you feel uh, more at ease doing that. But sometimes I'm out there and I kind of feel like I'm on an island Mm. and there's just so many, you know, non-Christians around me and it's politics. There's a lot of, you know, stuff that happens that's not, that's, that's very ungodly. That's, you know, backroom deals and people scheming and people acting out of greed. And I'm just like, God, like, you know, I, you know, I'll talk with my wife and be like, "I don't know why God has called me to this. Has He called me to be involved in this? because it's just so hard. And I don't know if I'm really making any difference. And then I realized, like, at least where the reason I'm there right now, and I don't know if I'll be doing what I'm doing forever. But at least right now, the season of life that I'm in, I feel like i've I've been put in that position because, again, like I said earlier, there's a lot of people who I get to interact with who, haven't heard the gospel, hmm. or at least haven't, you know, or haven't heard it in a long time, or have only heard, you know, maybe, you know, flimsy or right. uh, bad attempts at sharing it. So, um, A, I get those opportunities, and B, I get to just, you know, hopefully be, if if I'm, <laughs> you know, by the grace of God, hopefully I can be a light by the testimony of how I live my wi- my life with my wife and my children and standing by my principles you know hopefully that can shed some light into these dark places and and you know i don't have to do that by uh you know i i don't have to do that by being preachy and right. going out of my way to you know like finger wag at people but I, I have also learned not to not to shy away from it and to you know kind of find that calm peaceful boldness that comes from uh you know just kind of waiting on the holy spirit and trusting uh god to to do the work and us just to be the vessels that that carry that out so that's, that's uh that's that's the the gist of it again I think it it yeah. was it was it was all god and and i'm i'm i 'm just i was humbled to be even a small part of that and to be able to 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 witness that i mean i've i 've heard of stories like this before, but to see it happen right. You know in in real time before my eyes is is, is it was truly life I mean, it was life changing for him obviously right, right, right um but it was it was also life changing for me as well
1: mm, wonderful absolutely uh yeah you you used the phrase "love on him uh, uh, several times early on in the story, and that just made me immediately think of of sort of the relationship aspect of it, especially when there's like an aspect of a Hot button issue, and you could get sort of I like think some people, whether it what especially gender and sexuality issues can get so freaked out by that that they'll just run the other way from a person altogether. Um, What what do you think gave you the confidence to press in and love instead of judge or step away or just sidestep the whole the whole thing?
0: Well, I I would say part of it is. I, I've tried other things before, and and they hadn't <laughs> worked. I mean, I you know I yeah. a, again, people who know me know you know, especially when I was and again I'm I'm still young, but when I was younger than than I am now, I I, uh, I I was very argumentative, and so when I would encounter people who were, you know, well not even just if on things like transgenderism or or things of of the sexual or orientation. But just in general, if if someone was, you know, counter to Christianity or, or living in sin and and kind of like celebrating that, if right. I was engaging at all, it wasn't in that evangelistic mindset. It was in that, you know, they're wrong and I'm going to 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 show them why they're wrong. I'm going to display mm. why why their lifestyle is destructive, why it's sinful. If they claim the Bible isn't true, I'll argue for why it is. And I I you know like that that is. You know, it, it is certainly, I guess, useful to know those things, and if right. you know, there, there's a time and place for uh, that sort of conversation to happen. But you know, that's more of a you know intellectual discussion that you have on something like a podcast, or you have in a you know teaching environment or an environment set up for that. But that that isn't, I think, what does the the heavy lifting of mm growing the kingdom and and actually changing hearts and minds and i started to realize you know i don't really want to just be the person who wins arguments with people (laughs) online that that doesn't actually give any satisfaction a lot of it was actually i realized just satisfying my flesh in the moment Mm. you know i would get that temporary high from you know engaging in and trying to win an argument but i but then i realized you know afterwards as i grew older and reflect on those things, that I'd be like, you know, that was that person's window into Christianity and into the character of Christ. Did I accurately, I mean, none of us are perfect at it, but I, did I even do a good attempt at representing the character of Christ to that person? Wow. And did I, did I, you know, I mean, I'm sure God in his sovereignty could have used any of my past clumsy efforts sure, sure. in, in doing something, but, uh, but i don't Very think that's brilliant. the again the the prescriptive or normative way that mm-hmm. that we're supposed to engage with people and so again it it was uh it was a a struggle that i went through of 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 the two extremes of either being you know shying away from that or only engaging in an abrasive argumentative way and you know then realizing no like you know true evangelism is 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 having that patience and just you know Walking that, you know, it's a very hard, uncomfortable road to, mm. to 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 love someone in the midst of their sin. It's mm. easy to love, you know, right. it's like, it's easy to love our family. It's easy to love our friends when we're mm. gathered together as believers and stuff, you know, and worshiping God. Like, it's easy. But, like, when you know someone who's really struggling uh, in the midst of sin, I mean, mm. I think about the testimony you shared on the podcast uh, Chris and mm. you know the person struggling with drug addiction and stuff. I mean I, I know family members who mm. struggled with drug addictive and I saw how destructive it was to them and their families. Like and I remember being a kid growing up seeing that and I had no love in my heart for, for right. those people because mm. I, I just I was so angry at at you know at the con- you know the consequences of their actions. Yeah. Um so it's yeah. not easy and it often right. puts us in those situations where we're evaluating you know, like, you had the, the considerations of, you know, am I putting my family at risk? You know, you know, finding that balance of our obligation to others, and am I enabling this person? It's tough. It like, is. there's no perfect blueprint to know what to do, but that's where I think doing that is ultimately an act of faith, because we say, you know what, God, I'm going to put myself in this situation, and you know, we're we're driving blind, right. but we trust that you're that, that you're steering this thing down the road. Like it's like it's like a dense. It's almost like you know we're in a car and there's a dense wall of fog and we can't see ahead of us, but we have Jesus as that navigation unit. And it's like, well, mm. I can't see the road. But I'm going to trust that Jesus is in control, and if He tells me to turn right, I'm going to turn right. If He tells right. me to drive straight, I'm going to drive straight. Mm. So yeah. that's that's sort of I think what I've what I what I learned through all that. That's awesome. Yeah, I
1: I actually wrote down and, and building off of what you just said of sort of maturing and in love and how to communicate with people especially through difficult subjects i wrote down that phrase from ephesians uh speaking the truth in love and i think that Mm. is actually a marker of christian maturity is the ability to speak the truth in love and boy do i have a long way to go my wife could tell you uh but you know just the that yeah, okay, I'm still going to say what's true, but this person's going to know the foundation of me saying this truth is love. And especially it sounds like for your what you're doing in, in dealing in the world of ideas, I mean, truth is, is very important, but I think it's speaking the truth in love that will give it a different aroma. Um, I just interviewed uh, someone else for, for a different episode, and he mentioned that... He has experienced us because that aroma of Christ that we can have that people will notice, and I think even in a very secular setting, uh, it can almost stand out even more. You can be the aroma of Christ just by tweaking. Because I, I wonder if um, this tension came to my mind of you talking about ideas, and if obviously if you're doing a podcast, you want people to listen to it. And you can grow a listenership by being more argumentative and more like pushing the debate end of it and blah, blah, blah. So have you had to deal with that tension of like, yes, I want people to listen and I'm going to be strong where I need to be strong. But like God's maybe calling me to be a little more loving in my strength or something like that.
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely a tension and it, it it's it's about kind of trusting the Holy Spirit to work in us and to know when it's time to be bold and speak the truth in boldness. And Jesus did that sometimes. Yeah, and, you know there are sometimes you know and and you know I've learned to try to be careful with this because I think a lot of Christians, including myself, sometimes use you know like Jesus. In the uh with the money changers in the temple or yeah, Jesus yeah. with the pharisees and his harsh rebuking and harsh you know like reactions and they'll use that to justify just being brash and and mm-hmm. mean all the time. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you know what like yeah, those happened, but were those like, you know, mm-hmm. the day to day of everything Jesus did? Like right. those happened, but they they happened for specific reasons at specific times and you know what's funny is that those happened more towards the religious people or the people in the temple Mm that it did towards the sinners that Jesus encountered. Right. So it's like sometimes, you know, the, the time to boldly speak truth and to, you know, to, to really decide to like, you know what, I'm going to take a stand here and I'm, I'm feeling convicted to, You know, dig my heels in and and say something that that sometimes is the right loving move. Mm -hmm. Just like we see God in the Bible, sometimes in His love has to offer a a, you know a harsh word for people. Um, But but you know if you're if you're always um, affirming people and never confronting them, you might need to question if maybe you're you're being. You know too timid in 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 the wrong way, but if you're if you're always confronting people right. and and you're you, you know so it, mm-hmm. it you, you kind of have to check yourself and you know this is I think another part you know of i guess that relationship evangelism isn't just the relationships we have with those we're trying to spread the good news to, but with each other, like we should be talking with each other and you know offering advice to one another and be like, hey, you know this is, you know, here's a person I've been talking to, and I, I'm struggling with how I should handle this, you know, that that's helpful, too, to talk to mm. each other, talk to our spouses, and and to yeah. receive feedback into, you know, finding wisdom, you know, a lot of times it's, you know, pausing before we act, too, I, I think is is it important, to f- but yeah, there's definitely attention, and sometimes mm. there is a, you know, we, we don't want to shy away from speaking truth, we don't want to we 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 should if if the truth is being directly confronted like or challenged i feel convicted as a christian mm. that that we should tr- correct it um but we have to read the, the room and kind of know is yeah. is this the time for a you know is, is this the time for a lecture or is this the time for a conversation
1: right good good very good um another thing that i think that'll help uh living hope in this in this process is that it, I. it almost sounds like you describe it as you were like a passenger in this process with your friend. You know, you're like along for the journey and God did a lot of the heavy lifting, I guess you might say. Um, so, I, you know, the goal of the Stepping Stones process is to let more of the church believe that they can have these kind of relationships and Being there for someone, you know, noticing something like when that post went up that uh, he said, um, you know, he was starting to question where he where he was going and um, responding at at right times. But just sort of walking alongside someone instead of maybe, uh, you know, trying to fix them uh, over a period of time. It seemed to work for you. And I think that would be encouraging for people at Living Hope to believe I can walk along with someone who's not a Christian, praying for them along the way and paying attention. Um, but w- wouldn't you say that's kind of part of what what you did there to to see that through?
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, and I, I think that yeah, I guess the role I played was I was. I think God was able to use me in our relationship to encourage him. Once that you know experience happened, he had someone that he. Hmm trusted he could come and talk to um yeah. and I think that's important I think that's sort of our 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 role is to you know we're 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 the uh I mean like I think God does God, you know God does the work but we're kind of the the landing pad mm. <laughs> if we sure. if we have those relationships with people we can be the landing pad that that you know God God sends them to you know what I mean that mm-hmm. um what when he's when he's when he's done when he's done his work and, you know, God can use, use anything, but, um, and, and that's, you know, that's an interesting conversation in evangelism is, is God's sovereignty in all of this. And, okay. and that can sometimes, you know, I think that's something I often struggle with too, is like, well, if God's sovereign, why, you know, yeah, what are my efforts in all of this? Right. Sure. But that's, that's the beauty of this is that God in his sovereignty chooses to work through us, you know, mm-hmm. we're the body of Christ. And so, um, it's you know it it's a theologically confusing thing at time because it's just there's a mystery yeah. there to it, but it's but it's also a beautiful thing and I would just encourage people that like it is tough and it is uh, sometimes like you know you can be nervous or fearful about 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 trying to do that and mm. or if you're like me you can be like <laughs> man I'm gonna I'm gonna lose my tongue because I'm gonna be biting it so much because I. D- <laughs> You have so many things you want to say and don't, um, right. but, but man, just to, to be able to be that witness to someone and, and see them through to the other side. I mean, to see someone enter the kingdom like that and, and to have that kind of, uh, powerful transformation, I mean, that's, that's worth it. Like that's, yeah. that's, that's what it's all about. And, and we get to, we get to, we get to share that with people, you know, yeah. and, and, yeah, I I would I would encourage people that like it's, it you know I mean and maybe not everyone's meant to do that. I guess we all have different roles and whatnot. Maybe not everyone's going to do evangelism where they they reach out to someone you know maybe in a situation like that. But hmm. everyone has different you know areas where, um, where they have experience. Maybe 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 someone listening to this goes, yeah, I don't know if I'd be able to walk al- alongside someone who's struggling through gender dysphoria. Mm. Okay? Maybe you can walk alongside someone who's struggling with with pornography or struggling mm. struggling with anger issues or or struggling mm. um, with like with I don't know with with greed or or you know there, there there's probably something that you're you know better at me at in terms of your ability mm. to walk alongside someone with. Um, because we all just have those different spiritual giftings and and uh, and endurances,
1: yeah, God certainly lined that one up for for you to be a person who could handle an issue like that and uh, build trust with that person, which is what I think was the underlying thing that that gave you then that opportunity to be the landing place is uh, he knew coming to you wouldn't you know would go well. so that's great. um you talked at one point, this is sort of a final land, the plane thing is that you talked about wondering with, with, uh, your wife sometimes that how much value you're, you're experiencing in what you're doing and like this sort of infusing that in infusing, uh, meaning into something that can be, I guess, I know, I, I know you're doing good and you know, believe what you're after is, is good in the political area, but it can be a slow, slow build sometimes, right? So I think God gives us this area of evangelism as an aspect of the regular Christian life to give us a meaning and a richness to life that, um, maybe our work doesn't always, you know, not everybody can do what they love every minute of their lives. And, I've experienced that in my work. I I didn't love what I did, you know, going to work for my dad in my 20s and 30s. But God gave me this richness because I was in people's homes and ended up talking to them and got to pray with people and tell them about my faith. And it just really gave a, a, a subtext of richness to what would otherwise not have been as meaningful of an existence. And I guess I'm Wanted to close it out by um, hearing from you, sort of how you think evangelism does sort of infuse whatever else we're doing in life with a with a deeper meaning, especially when we, you know, agree to partner with God in this process.
0: Yeah, I think it's uh, we we some. I mean, put it this way, the the story of Jonah and Nineveh feels more real to me now because I think <laughs> sometimes politics is my Nineveh. Where I'm just God, I really don't want to go. Please, please. <laughs> um, and but I but I keep getting pulled back into it, even when I try to step back. And and I, mm. you know, and, and again, I don't know how long this season of life will be for me. I, I I you know I I always try to evaluate what I'm doing and make sure it's it's right and you know works for my family, works right. for everything else. But yeah, I imagine everyone has things like that. Like you know, they're like, why 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 is this you know thing in my life or why why am i being put in these situations and yeah maybe that's a sign like where you're the most uncomfortable is like well maybe i need to be opening my eyes to why i'm here it might be for purposes that are you know not of this world it might be for you know god's put me here for his kingdom and you know that's something that's that's on my heart constantly is that we we have to kind of have that kingdom mindset you know we mm. we are ambassadors for God's kingdom here on this earth you know and and you know we we, we live in this world and we are told to respect the authorities and to and to and to live in it and to not be you know we're not to try to cause trouble or uh you know stir up some kind of like political revolution but we are supposed to uh live counterculture to the world yeah. insofar as that I mean I mean that's just I think by definition what the gospel entail, entails us to do. <laughs> like we're sure. we're 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 not of this world. This world is not our home. And so mm. um I think living with that mindset more often uh can help to open our eyes to opportunities to serve the kingdom where mm. we might not realize it. And that can make you know yeah that certainly can make some of the things that we do where we you know, things that we begrudge or things that we think are a waste of time. Right. You know, and, and it doesn't have to be an ongoing thing. Maybe it's like a, a temporary thing where God puts you in a in a, a situation you don't like. And maybe you're called to serve on jury duty or maybe you're, mm. you know, put in an awkward situation at like a temporary assignment at work or you're, you know, uh, you have family coming into town that you don't want to deal with. It's like, you know, we, we, we have to try to turn... These things are, you know, on their head sometimes and be like, you know, the—and the, the and, and I, something I've been learning in my walk of life, and I'll, I'll end on this, is learning to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that that is, a, that is a huge part, I think, of what God has been growing in me is that, you know, there's— yeah, I think we're, in our flesh, we're creatures that seek comfort. We seek to find the easiest ways to get through and to get by, to just get by. But that's not the way God's called us to live. Mm. You know, God, I think, does call us to, to, to be a little bit outside of our comfort zones and to sort of be, to find comfort. And what I mean by being comfortable, being uncomfortable— is to find comfort in in doing the work, like to kind of be like that's how I always vision Paul. Like Paul was that happy soldier, right? Mm-hmm. And and that's that's sort of what I try to do my best to to, to think about is that I uh there there's there so many things we go through in life that are hard that we don't see the purpose in, but I think God's involved in all of it, mm-hmm. and if we can learn to do those things with that kingdom mindset. Even it might be something as simple as you really don't like your job and you don't like your coworkers. You don't like anything about it, but you know what? If you show up and do your job every day with the joy of Christ overflowing out of your, 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 your words, your actions, your, your mentality, your spirit, that, that alone can make a huge difference for, for the kingdom and, and, you know make people notice notice you and and you know create opportunities to share the gospel with them so uh, i that that would be my my final my final word on that and where what i think that uh you know we we should sometimes look at uncomfortability as really just the uh, door of opportunity awesome
1: absolutely yeah i think everyone has those situations and everyone could could be encouraged by what you said there thank you Um, All right. So usually we close out with a prayer. Um, I I want this to be more than informational. You know, I really want Living Hope to catch the heart for this and each person at Living Hope to believe they have that opportunity and the Holy Spirit to work through them to to reach out to somebody and walk with them, uh, no matter how uncomfortable. God can bless it. So I'd love it if you would uh, close us in prayer, Jacob.
0: Absolutely. Thank you. Father, we we come before you, and we uh, we we just pray that you would uh, continue to push us outside of our comfort zones, which mm. might that might be a, a little bit of a dangerous thing to pray. But uh, mm. Lord, I'm I'm praying it anyway because I, I I believe that you've called us to live for your kingdom, and so help us to, to to live with that mindset. set. help us to you know understand that our our job is is not to Change people's hearts, but rather to walk alongside them so that when you change their hearts, we can be there to receive them and welcome them into the mm-hmm. kingdom. Uh, we can build we can build relationships with people, even in their sin, and mm. help us to find the wisdom to to do that in a way that that isn't, you know, going to enable them in their sin, that mm. isn't encouraging them in their sin, but is rather you know, walking in the example of of what you did. Lord Jesus when you walked on this earth you you sat and you ate with sinners and and you would you know you would you would even stand before crowds who wanted to stone them mm. for for their sin and mm. you you would tell them to go and sin no more but but you know you would also offer words of encouragement and of mercy and grace and you know help us to find ways to walk in those tensions and to walk in those uncomfortable spots you know mm. you you called us That's to be the body of Christ and to be light and salt into this world. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if we're to be light into the world, you're going to send us into some dark places sometimes. And we don't want to be there. We want to be in the light of your presence, but help us to give us that courage and that bravery to, to know that wherever we walk, no matter how dark, no matter how dreary, no matter how hard the, the path you have put us on is, help us to know that that light is, is in us and to give us that, that quiet, gentle boldness to Mm. to walk into those dark places and to speak the truth with love in a way that brings glory to you and your kingdom and that can be used to grow that kingdom and to be a witness into people's lives and to witness your amazing transforming Mm. power and mercy be on full display. Mm. We pray these things in your name. Amen.
1: Amen. All right. Thank you, Jacob. It was
0: awesome. Thank you, Chris. Mm -hmm.